Blog Talk Radio. Hey everybody, it's your girl Cy Brown and welcome to the Cy Brown Morning Show. I am talking about how to say no. <laughs> I'm actually putting that, uh, sending that out on Twitter and Facebook right now so people can listen to the show and chat and tweet with me live. So anyway, today we're talking about How in the world are we supposed to say no? So for those of you who are listening live, you know the new shows air weekdays at 9 a.m. live. Um, Hit me up in the chat room. The chat room is open, and I will be chatting through the show and responding to everybody who hits me up. And if you're not, you can if you if you ever miss the show, you can always listen through um, SoundCloud or iTunes or Player FM. There's tons of ways of listening to the show, um, or you can just go to CyBrownMorningShow.com, which is where I want you to go, so that way we can connect on my blog. So, how in the world do we say no? You know, most of my shows are planned out. I have some amazing guests um, coming on. You know who my secret guests I really want. Well, I have two. One is Dolly Parton, (laughs) and the other is Nas. Talk about polar opposites, right? Um, So those are my two that I'm really going after. So I'm putting that out there in the ether right now, but I want Dolly Parton on my show, and I want Nas on my show. (laughs) Um, So hopefully we've got some prayer warriors out there or some really connected people listening, and they can help me get either Nas or Dolly Parton. But um, in the meantime, I just, you know, what's happening now is I have so much, you know, we were on hiatus for most of the summer, um, and I still keep planning shows even though I'm not hosting show. And after seven years on the air, I just haven't run out of ideas. I've never even done this show before, but it popped up in my heart not too long ago that I was asked to do something that I really didn't want to do, but I did it anyway. And the key is Saida, why couldn't you say no? Big shout out to guest 1179. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Um, But, you know, you would figure in my position as a trainer and a coach, I would know how to say no, and I actually do. I have strategies that I've had to go through in my head to learn how to say no so that I don't feel some kind of way and so that the other person doesn't feel some kind of way. Like, you get what I'm saying? So really the gist of why people don't want to say no, and I mean studies and statistics have proven this, is they don't want to hurt the other person's feelings. And I think that's really why I didn't say no a lot of times. I I just didn't, you know, I'm a little edgy. I'm from New York. And a lot of times we really don't give a damn. (laughs) But even though I'm from New York, I think, I'm a softer New Yorker, and I do feel some kind of way, and I do don't want people to feel some kind of way about me. I'm not that brash, and I'm not that abrasive, and the average person feels the same way. Like, they don't want people to think that we're rude or nasty, so we get ourselves in these conundrums all because we couldn't say no. And I know, for me, I've shared this with you all before, my grandmother is now... 94 years old, (laughs) and a few years ago we moved. I actually lived in Atlanta, and when I moved from Atlanta back to New York, I lived with my grandmother just because she was getting older. So me, my husband, and two teenagers, you know how that went. That just didn't work out well. 
And eventually we had to move out because just teenagers and, and a 90-something-year-old, she was late 80s at the time, just don't mix. And my grandmother would call me and say, Saida, and I'd say, yes, Grandma, what's up? How are you today? And she's like, well, can you go to the store and get me some milk? And I'm like, Grandma, <laughs> I live two towns away, and I have to get on the New Jersey Turnpike to get to you. And she'd say, well, I know, baby, but when you go there, can you also get me? And then she would proceed to give me a list. And I'm like, but wait, all of the neighbors have said they would help you out. But my grandmother would still call me. And you know what? By golly, I couldn't say no. And finally, I had to practice. I feel so silly, but, hey, listen, you have to do what works for you. I had to practice in the mirror how to say no to my grandmother. Does that sound crazy or what? I am a grown woman with grown children, a husband, and running a business, and I could not say no to my grandmother. Now, for me, it was, you know, no didn't necessarily mean no. It just, it just meant not right now because she didn't understand, you know, and that's why I referenced her age, that just because I worked from home at the time did not mean I wasn't working. So she assumed because I did not physically get up and go to a job that I really was just doing nothing all day, so I really had nothing better to do because conceptually she did not get that I worked from home. But all things considered, people have been put in really precarious situations at work, at church, at their places of worship, um, in, in, in schools. Students have been put in situations from professors. I have heard so many, in relationships, I have heard story after story of people who just don't know how to say no. And, you know, I will say I worked with a woman a few years ago whose husband liked to try very experimental things in the bedroom that she wasn't beat to do. And she did it because she felt, this is my husband, I can't say no, we're married. And I can't even begin to tell you how it tormented this woman's soul because she was doing things that she was that were against her beliefs on all levels, might I add, just on all levels. She was just against them. And she relented. And so I just felt it was kind of necessary for me to bring back this subject up again, let's broach the subject again of how to say no, because today I sent out an email, well, it's going out today, um, about the holidays are coming up and, you know, what are you guys doing for the holidays? And you all know when you get around your families for Thanksgiving, it does not always go well. Or somebody may have gotten married, how do you invite this person or this person says they're coming and they don't want this person to come and so this person gets drunk. Like there's all these scenarios. So with the holidays coming, I just felt it was kind of necessary for me to reintroduce how to say no. The first, first let me just say this. Saying no does not necessarily mean no. It could mean not right now. And I said that earlier because that's, a, that's the position that I had to take with my grandmother, knowing that if I told her, well, I can't do it right now, I can either do it tonight or I can do it tomorrow, she would probably find somebody else to do it. So remember in your mind, no doesn't necessarily mean no. 
It could mean not right now, depending upon what the other person wants you to do. We need to understand that it is not rude to say no. It is not rude to say no. I was brought up, you know, that if you say no to an adult, it's rude, or that, um, you know, you just find a way to make it work. You know, women are naturally people pleasers. I talked about this, oh, yesterday when, when we talked about emotional and spiritual wellness. Women are people pleasers by nature. Some men are, but women have the bad disease to please, and we don't want to be rude. Saying no is not being rude. It's not that you don't want to be agreeable, but if there's something you cannot do, you just cannot do it. Many people don't want to say no because they don't want conflict. I don't know at what point saying no was the instigator for conflict. I, I, I just don't get it. We tell our children no. We tell uh, our friends no. Why does that, if those are the people that are closest to us and we, can, we, we muster up the ability to say no, why does that necessarily mean there's going to be a conflict? I have a friend of mine, and this, you know, I have to mention this because of this conflict piece. She has this amazing scrapbook boutique in Hoboken, New Jersey. And her birthday parties for 10, 10 kids starts at probably about six or $700. Her birthday parties are phenomenal. I mean, she'll do vegan cake and organic and, you know, gluten-free cakes for the kids. You know, the, all these kids have peanut allergies, blah, blah, blah. It runs the gamut. So... This one mother asked her if she could lower her price. And because of the nature of her parties, she really can't. Now, I know personally she's running her parties at the bare minimum because she wants to keep kids coming in the door. She wants to keep the experience good. And she explained to the mother, if we reduce the price, then it's going to compromise on the quality of the party. And that I cannot have happen because then if something happens and you're not happy, I don't want an unhappy, blah, blah, blah. She went through all of this. And so my friend said, you know, what's the challenge? Maybe there's another way we can work around it. And you know what the mother said? (laughs) Well, my daughter has more kids that she wants to invite in her class and she doesn't want them to be left out, and I can't really afford to pay for those extra kids. So when my friend told me the story, I said, so basically she wants you to compromise because she can't say no to her kids, and she can't teach her kids to say no to her friends. Now, I'm not being, you know, a Scrooge here. We all know birthday parties, and when you're in class, you know, everybody wants to be invited. But peep this. How about the mother just tell the girl no? How about that? Or here's another viable option. You choose a less expensive place to have a birthday party. But to avoid conflict or potential conflict, she found it easier to ask my friend to compromise because she couldn't. I mean, it's just insane. It's just insane. Another reason people find it hard to say no is because they fear they're going to lose future opportunities. We talked about that last night when we were talking about uh, emotional loss and things like that, fear of lost opportunities. You feel if I say no, then they're going to feel some kind of way, and now that bridge is burnt. Nah, 
we have to really get away from these feelings of self-imposed guilt. I will not be made to feel guilty because you're asking me to do something that I either don't want to do or can't do. As a personal trainer, I have to tell people no all the time. Sigh, can I have a cheat day? Nope, not until you reach your goal weight. Sigh, you know, can I have some drink? Nope, not until you, like, and I have to mean it. Without the feeling of they're going to they're gonna be angry or it could compromise the integrity of our relationship. Here's a few ways that you can learn to say no. Now, I shared with you, I had to practice in the mirror to stand up to my grandmother. <laughs> and, and mind you, I'm standing up to my grandmother over the phone. But that's what I needed to do. What worked for me may not necessarily work for you. But here's what really does it for me. I love me more than I love you. Hear, 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 hear me out on this one. I love me more than I love you. So if somebody asks me to do something that I really don't want to do, if I do it, I know I am going to do it with a feeling of regret and not coming from a place of an open heart and coming from a good spirit. So now there's going to be a tinge a resentment towards this entire scenario. And what's going to happen is that's now going to bleed into other areas of my life and cause potential conflict. Let me explain further. If someone asks me, and this happened to me years ago, before I got to the wonderful place that I'm at right now, a friend of mine, she was in college, she had two, all of our children were little, I mean like under the age of seven, and she had two children, and every Saturday, she had these Saturday classes. She could not find anybody to babysit her. They were always busy, so she always came to me. And finally, my husband was like, listen, we have two of our own. Our week is crazy. I really don't want four kids with us on a Saturday morning in the house. I can understand that. And what did I do? Every Saturday, I took her kids. And I think it got to a point where she wasn't even asking anybody else because she knew I was going to do it. And you know what that did? It pissed off my husband. There was such tension that it got to the point that even if I mentioned her name, I watched my husband's countenance change. Like physically, there was an energy shift in his body. And he became so resentful towards her because I couldn't tell her no. I love me more than I love that person because I know without a shadow of doubt if I do it and I don't want to, it is going to bring negative energy into other areas of my life. And I am in too much of a good place. You know, our life is filled with ebbs and flows, good and bad challenges. You know, in my world, I swear, I can go from getting a call to be on the Dr. Oz show to five minutes later, something catastrophic just happened. Like, it's, it, there's, there's, there's these real highs and lows. So I'm not going to do anything to intentionally bring gray into my life. And that's what happens when you say yes to something you really want to say no to. Is it possible to just say, I can't commit to this, that I have other priorities at the moment? Is that possible? That's something you really have to think about. Can you say, I have other priorities at the moment? 
I don't know. What is your relationship with that person? I know I get invitations all the time. I'm in New York, host a show, trainer all over the city, and, you know, I have double booked myself. This saying no thing is, is, is the real deal, where I have tried to do two and three events in one night. Now, maybe in more rural cities that's possible. In New York City, it's bananas. I don't care if you have a driver or not. Just getting from the east side of Manhattan to the west side of Manhattan is damn near impossible during any type of any time of the evening. And I have learned, because what would happen is I would invariably piss somebody off, is I would just say, I can't do it that night. I already have another event. But it took a long time for me to get to that place. Perhaps you can say, I'd love to do this, but... I'm not a real fan of that because I don't feel we owe anybody an explanation. But again, it's based on your relationship with the person who's asking you to do something that you don't really want to do. Now, my best friend Erica was like, hey, Saida, my son is in Manhattan. He's got a flat. Can you do it? I'm getting out of my bed to do it, no matter what, hands down. But maybe I'm doing something. Hey, Erica, I'd love to, but dot, dot, dot. That's somebody who deserves an explanation. It's really based on your relationship with that person. How about saying, let me think about it and I'll get back to you. This is key and I'll tell you why. It's almost not acceptable anymore to take time to think something through. Hear me out on this one. When did it not become okay to tell someone, I'll think about it? There are days where I am in the house all day in my pajamas and I'm doing nothing but thinking and taking notes. And at the end of the day, I'll say to myself, I really wasted a whole day. I didn't even get dressed. And I have to catch myself. At what point in our culture and society did it become, mm, I don't know, in Islam we say haram. That's the only word I could think of right now, haram. When did it become really bad? to say, I need to take time to think about something. And that's because Twitter, 140 characters, were firing something off so quickly. Facebook has made it so easy to, to post things on social media without, with reckless abandon. People send us a text message. We feel compelled to respond within five minutes. If someone doesn't email you within two or three hours, they're sending you emails or calling you or texting you, did you get it? We, everything is moving so quickly that we now inherently feel that we have to respond so quickly without saying or saying, I need, the t- I need a moment to think about this. We're going- There's that fear of loss. They're going to feel some kind of way. There'll be backlash. Whatever it is, it's okay to say, I need a minute to think about this. I am a law and order fanatic. I love law and order, and I get a big dose of it between SVU, criminal intent, and the regular law and order that's been on since, like, the late 80s. And one thing rings true. Whenever something arises out of order, you know, in the second half an hour when they're in front of the judge, the prosecutor or the um, defense attorney will say, Your Honor, can we take a break? Your Honor, can I have a moment with my client? Your Honor, can we take a short recess? Now, if they can ask for time to think and ponder and confer in a court, 
of law, why can't we do it if someone asks us, hey, listen, the bake sale is Thursday. I know it's Wednesday at 3 o'clock, but can you have four cakes ready by tomorrow morning to send with the kids? Or, hey, you know what, I have the uh, fourth quarter report due tomorrow, but you know what, I didn't even start it. Can you stay late and help me on it? You're like, what the hell? Like, we have to take time, and it's not a bad thing to, to, to weigh all of our options. And I will tell you, once I started telling people I'll get back to you within 24 hours, I swear to you I became more successful professionally. Try it. Just tell people, you know what, give me 24 hours and I'll get back to you. That's my go-to. I use that for everything. Give me 24 hours and I'll get back to you. Now, to be really honest, half the stuff that people ask me, I just probably have to check my calendar and I can get back to them probably within an hour, maybe 30 minutes, maybe even 15 minutes. But I don't like my calls to go to voicemail. So what happens is I'll answer my phone if I'm eating, and I don't feel compelled to say, hey, listen, I'm having lunch with my girlfriend. People don't want to hear that. Hey, listen, can I get back to you in two hours? Can I get back to you within 24 hours? That is not not necessarily saying no, but that's my default, not right now. And it's perfectly, perfectly okay to do that. Here's another one. This doesn't meet my needs right now, but I'll be sure to get back in touch with you. I was a lecture management agent for 13 years where I managed and marketed keynote speakers. And before I I got into fitness and became a fitness enthusiast, that's what I did. And people would come at me all the time and say, I gave an amazing, I read an amazing story to my daughter's second grade class, and I would love to be one of your speakers, and I would, I, I just think $10,000 a talk would work. <laughs> and I would be like, what? Where are you coming from with this? So I had to learn in a very poised and elegant way how to tell people, this doesn't meet my needs right now, but I'll keep you in mind. <laughs> It's not to be disrespectful, but you have to realize saying no becomes so much easier once you say yes to yourself. When you know what you want in life, where you're going in life, what you want to accomplish in life, and you give yourself a level of tunnel vision, Anytime people come at you sideways or with things that are going to take you off your track, it becomes so much easier to say no because it doesn't fit where you're going in life. Let me say that again. Once I got clear in all areas of my life, raising my children, you know, I I shared with you guys these last couple of days about trick-or-treating. I never took my kids trick-or-treating. And every year my kids would ask me for a costume and they would want to go trick-or-treating. But I knew that was not in alignment with what I believed, even though I think celebrating fall is amazing and the harvest and the pumpkins, just the the thing of trick-or-treating. Now, if you want to go to a party and dress up as a clown, that's fine. But I'm talking about the spirit of trick-or-treating. But because I was firm, on what I believed as a parent, it became much easier to tell my children year after year why my answer was no. When you become super clear about what you want in life, what your goals are, and what you want to accomplish, 
saying no doesn't become a chore. It doesn't become difficult. You don't get this. You don't start to sweat in your palms. Your hands don't get greasy. The hairs don't stand up on your neck. You can easily say, you know what? It's not a good fit for where I am in life right now, or it's not a good fit for me today. It is perfectly, perfectly okay. Here's another one. This is really one of the best. I'm not the per- the best person that can help you on this. That's gotten me out of a lot. I'm not the best person for this. And it's it's kind of a a ding, a knock on yourself. You, you might be putting yourself under the bus. But in a lot of cases in life, people may come to you because you're the low-hanging fruit. You're the low-hanging fruit in their life. You're easy. Remember I told you, I was babysitting my friend's two kids, and she had two boys, and I had two boys. And my husband would wake up Saturday morning with four boys under the age of seven in the house. Not a good look. I was the low-hanging fruit. I made it easy. But you know what? It's okay. I'm not the best person for this. You need to talk to this person. And it's okay. Like I said, you may feel like you're putting yourself under the bus, but the goal is for you to not feel obligated because that's what they need. Lack of planning on your part does not constitute an emergency on mine. That was on my refrigerator all the years my children were growing up. There's so many little tips and strategies we can use to say no, but I I, I believe in my heart the biggest takeaway is it becomes easier to say no once you say yes to yourself. When you know where you're going and when you know what you want to do and when you know without a shadow of doubt what you want to accomplish in your life, Saying no to anything that might derail you leaves you guilt-free and with a spirit of wellness. I talk about wellness so much. I don't want anybody, anybody who listens to me or follows my blogs or anybody that I have any modicum of communication with to feel guilty or sell themselves short for the sake of someone else's happiness. We don't roll like that. And the more you do that, the more convoluted your life will become. And that's definitely not what I want. I want us to all walk with clarity, walk with an, with upright uh, posture, a, a nice firm back, a good pep in our step. And the best way to tackle those nuances that can come at us from all different directions is to know who we are, whose we are, and what we want to accomplish in life. I thank you all for listening so much today. If you missed any part of this broadcast, of course, you can log on to CyBrownMorningShow.com and hit me up in the chat room. Always remember that we shall pass through this world but once. Any good, therefore, that we can do or any kindness that we can show to any human being, let us do it now. Let us not defer or neglect it, for we shall not pass this way again. Thank you so much for listening. I love you all, and I'll see you soon.